Welcome to Vision Magnified. We are a podcast that showcases the blind community living limitlessly. Breaking barriers and smashing stereotypes. Proving that we are more than just our disability. Happy Thriving Thursday and welcome to Vision Magnified. I'm Sasha and with me today are Amber and Marianne and we're just going to have a lighthearted talk about some blind hacks or some relatable moments and uh, occasionally Nemain might chime in. Before we started recording we were having this wonderful conversation about autism and about how there are certain things being done on social media to kind of silence talk about disability. And I kind of want to pick this up because I think it's an amazing topic. You guys are talking about ABA method. Mm-hmm. I've mm-hmm. never heard this terminology used, but I understand what it is for and I don't like it. So for people who might not have ever heard this term, Marianne, would you like, would you mind describing it? Um, it's behavioral therapy for people with, um, I believe it's mostly used for people with autism. Now, listen, I'm not an expert. Um, by any means. I did work with people with autism and Down syndrome and other um, developmental and intellectual disabilities for a long time, but I don't have like a degree in it or anything like that. <laughs> um, so I don't want anyone coming for me. Um, but it's it's some sort of, it's a sort of behavioral... Um, kind of like behavior modification. Thank you. That was the word I was looking for. It's like behavioral modification. And, and the original idea behind it was in order to make their behavior more socially acceptable, which is, I think, why so many parents and people um, who are old enough to advocate for themselves in the autistic community are so against it. Um, because they shouldn't have to uh, modify their behavior um, to suit uh, society, um, especially when a lot of their behavior is um, self-soothing and it helps them um with coping with um, overstimulation and sensory issues and things like that. Um, I have heard of instances where um, people who are um, having ABA for their children um, and their therapists are not actively trying to suppress any natural behaviors that uh, may be not socially acceptable and sort of taking a more progressive um, and positive approach um, in order to help them you know, with their with their own coping skills and things like that. So I think that there is um, room for change, um, but I do understand why like traditional ABA is such like a negative, um, you know, a negative thing for a lot of people, uh, parents and um, autistic pe- people with autism in general. I, I, I can recall, I think I've talked about this on here before. I had a friend who was very autistic growing up and when we were children, I remember people would always try to tell her, stop jumping, stop flapping, stop flailing, all that kind of thing. And I just thought that it was because you know, it was part of her disability. It was part of her, she was also totally blind. And I just thought that it was part of her, um, her, her medical diagnosis, whatever it was. Like I knew that there were other things wrong with me because of my diagnosis. I just figured that that was her thing to do, you know? And Mm -hmm. it didn't feel right that they were doing that to her. I know that that happens a lot. I've seen autistic children go when I was in high school and their assistant would tell them not to flap or they would hold their arms or things like that. And that is exactly the problem with traditional ABA is that they are trying to suppress 
um, that's how they self-regulate. They regulate their emotions like that. And it's not okay to stop that. But now there are behaviors that are Mm self-injurious that, that do need to be, um, obviously, um, intervened upon because obviously you can hurt yourself or you can hurt somebody else. And I think that's where, you know, I think that's where it's okay to intervene. Like if you're hurting somebody or you're hurting yourself, obviously we don't want that, but let the poor guy flap. Who is he hurting? Like, Mm -hmm. you know, let them, let them, um, you know, it's called, it's called self-stimulation for a reason. Stimming is self-stimulation and they're doing that to regulate their, their body, to regulate their emotions, to, you know, to cope with their environment. Right. And and to be honest, it's not just an autism thing. We all do it, Mm -hmm. but because, because generally the population without autism does it more subtly, it's more socially acceptable. So when we fiddle with our hair, we're self-simming, we're calming ourselves down. When we twitch our, 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 um, our foot, yep. or jiggle our leg, that's all a form of self-stimulation and nobody's trying to stop us. Well, I mean, some people probably would try and stop us. Some people can't handle it, but, um, <laughs> anybody who sits on the couch me. with me, yeah. right. we're, <laughs> cer- <laughs> we're certainly not, um, forced into a situation where we are regularly being um told not to do that and being held down right um and i think that is the problem because traditional aba tends to do that but i think that the battle and again none of us are experts on autism don't come for us but um from our from from what i understand if you are not doing those sort of damaging types of behavioral therapy there are forms of it that can be very helpful to certain individuals and i think that's where the battle is because some people are just like nope 100 mm-hmm. no nope. and other people are like well it helps my kid and they don't do that a b and c thing that you're talking about to her or him so it's it's, it's a pretty tricky tricky and very controversial subject um that again, we are not experts in. <laughs> okay, well, it's kind of like things for the visually impaired, like, you know, to do we mainstream our kids in regular school? Do we send them to a blind school? What do we do? Mm-hmm. You know, and there's never um, just one answer for everything. everything. But I think, or even, sorry, go ahead. I, I think that the, the relatability here is too where people would tell us those who have remaining or residual sight to use the sight that you have don't Mm -hmm. feel for something just look for it you know um i actually got in trouble once because i would feel for my looks on in my desk rather than look and because i refused to use my eyes and look rather than my hands to feel the different sizes of my book i actually got sent to time out once because that wasn't normal and anytime you try to suppress a behavior rather than educate others about it or even educate the person as to why you don't feel, find it acceptable that is mm-hmm. suppression and that is a dangerous thing that is often done with people and disabilities mm-hmm. exactly and it's like we're constantly forcing the the the, dis- the disabled community to fit into what we consider a social norm or what the world considers a social norm and it that's what kind of makes us feel like you know, you know, you're um, you're very self conscious because you're using your cane, or you're you have to tell people I don't I can't see where to sign my name. I mean, my father is legally blind and he's 74 years old, um, and he's still embarrassed to like if he gets to the door and they ordered food, 
and he has to sign. He's embarrassed to tell them that he can't see where to sign. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's been legally blind more than half his life. And it's like, for me, I'm, I'm, I'm more concerned with uh, my own well-being, and I'm like, I can't see where to sign the paper. <laughs> like, you need to show me where to sign it. Right. Like, you know, because why do I have to worry about making you uncomfortable? Deal with it. I can't mm-hmm. see where to freaking sign the paper. You can't tell a child to use their eyes, to use their sight, to assimilate, and then get mad at them because they mask and don't use their cane. Like, mm-hmm. you can't do that in the same breath. It's hypocritical. And it gives the child a mixed message. And I feel like those of us who grew up in the age of use your sight, not your hands, um, and then use your cane. Use your cane in your classrooms. Use the technology that's there. Like, mm-hmm. that was a very mixed signal. Mm-hmm. It is. I mean, I didn't grow up um, with a visual issue. Mine came later, but um, I feel like I still um, grapple with this preconceived notion of what, um, you know, what I'm supposed to do. Like, I have usable vision, but there are a lot of things that I can't see. And it's a constant battle in my own head and in my own life. Like, like, am I using my eyes too much? Am I not using them enough? When I use that, when I overuse them, I experience eye strain. I get migraines. I have... I get frustrated if like I'm trying to do things that I'm really not able to do. And then when I say I'm not doing this anymore because of these things, then I feel like I'm not trying. (laughs) So it's like, you really, you kind of can't win either way. And it's like, there's no, there's no clear answer because even people who work with you, like you said, will say, use, use what, use the site you have but sometimes that is actually physically painful to do. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's very I mean, confusing. My mom, you know, I love my mom and, you know, she still gives me, you know, paper books because up until four years ago, um, I, I read, you know, I would put my big old thick prism glasses on and I would read paper books. But since I lost the sight in my left eye, like, nope, uh, that strain, that strains me. I can't do it anymore. And as much as it upsets me, um, you know, but she's still like the other day, she handed me this book on ADHD that she had read when my brother was coming up and, uh, you know, I took the book and I was like, okay, you know, I'll, I'll, if I, if I can manage to use my phone to read it here or there, I'll try it, but it's tough. It's because you almost don't even want to be like, it makes you sound ungrateful. Like, I can't read that. Yeah. Mm. That's what I I do. And I know she would understand, like, but it's still like her and I, we just, we share a love for reading. And like, I used to borrow, she has a huge library of like paranormal fantasy type books and stuff. And I would just go over there like it was a library and check out books. (laughs) So, (laughs) you know, um, and I can't do that really anymore. I found it so difficult in school because I didn't have a phone. There was no phones when I was Mm -hmm. little. And I had books, and I've talked about this numerous times, but I had books as big as my torso. And I was a small child with like a sliver of vision. And you can't tell me, like, just because you've made the print bigger, it just, it's going to take me even longer because I've got to see all the word, you know, and I don't do that at one time. So my brain has got to process each chunk of word until it becomes a word 
every single time. So I read super slowly. It got very difficult to want to do school because of that. Nowadays where I have my phone and I can make the font bigger, if I have to, I'll read something, but I much prefer to have it read to me because I process it so much better and so much easier that way. Yeah. Um, it's so funny because that's how, that's how work was becoming for me. I was missing um, huge pieces of information and emails that I was getting for work and getting yelled at about it because I had to zoom in so tight that like there's only like and I have a 32 inch monitor <laughs> it's not small but I still had to zoom in to an a point where the sentence was cut off and I was constantly go back and forth and back and forth to try and read each sentence and I was like missing huge chunks of information like it's like people just think oh well zoom in like as if that solves all your problems and it yeah, it makes the words bigger, but creates a whole new set of problems. Yeah, it does. Because, and, and you have to figure, right, when it's, your processing of a word is much more slow when you're uh -huh. zoomed in. Um, you've got to keep going back and forth and up and down and left to right to keep finding your place. Yeah, it's fine mm -hmm. for a sentence or two, but to read, like, large chunks of wording, it's not okay. Yeah. And I think that, Funnily enough, the first time I think that anybody in my family really realized, uh, my sister came over to help me um, fill some stuff out, and she goes, she comes on and she's like, I can't read this, it's too big. And I was like, <laughs> that is the weirdest thing I've ever heard, I feel like. She's like, how do I zoom out? So I had to show her how to like zoom out of um, my enormous like she literally didn't know how to navigate the website we were on because it was too large for her and I thought that's weird but I think that in that moment at least she had like the, a minimal of understanding that yeah when it's big it's it's hard in a different way but it's that or nothing because otherwise I wouldn't be able to read anything at all yeah I've, I've like she's she zoomed out to the point where she needed it to be and I was like what I can't see anything now on there. I've made so many sighted people dizzy with with using Windows magnifier or Zoom text or whatever. It it's a comical. Like they're like, how do you do that without getting sick? And I'm like, oh, I mean, I've been doing There's it. No since... choice. You have no choice. Uh -huh. Yeah. Uh -huh. And you know, honestly, like where, where I used to work. Um, my manager would come up and be like, okay, well, what's the problem? And I would show her, and I would zoom in, and I would be rolling around the screen and doing what I need to do. And she's like, I just, I can't, how, how do you, she goes, how do you navigate that? Like, much the same way that people would say for Amber, but at the same time, we get no, no credit, no pat on the back, no thumbs up for the fact that I'm doing what you are doing, but with my technology in my way and keeping up with your ass, Mm -hmm. and surpassing others of my team and working my butt off but i i can't even you know get like a nice job you know hang in there like you're doing great or anything like that mm -hmm. you know yep. because it's and a it, bitch it's it a is. bitch yeah. and yeah and it's frustrating because like there is no choice if i could not make this work there would literally be no choice for me i'd have to stay home all day Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And that's the, exactly the position I'm in now because no matter what I was doing at my job to continue to do the things that I repeatedly told them I was having trouble with and they were giving to me anyway, 
Um, and there were certain things that I had to try and do where zooming in was, um, like it would cut off, like, you know, like how certain websites are not really set up to be zoomed in to an extent and like certain chunks of information or certain buttons or certain tabs would just like disappear Mm -hmm. if you were too far zoomed in. There was one website that I constantly had to use. Uh, at my job and I kept telling him I'm like I, at first of all the website was problematic when I could see better it was set up terribly it was it was garbage but then when I had I was like I am having such a hard time I can't zoom in that much but then I can't really see what I'm doing and it was like okay we'll do your best <sighs> great thanks because I really before I was just doing crap yeah like how about we come up with some solutions for this you know like do your best is such a a cop-out attitude, such an I don't want to deal with it attitude. Mm-hmm. Like, well, what the hell did you think I was doing before? Seriously. But, but then if you say you did your best, that's not good enough either. Mm-hmm. Do your best more. <laughs> do your best year. Yeah. Do more best. Yeah. <laughs> do your bestest. Like, oh, uh, great. I just, it's funny because I remember I worked at one call center where, you know, they, you know, they monitor your calls. So they record the call and they record mm-hmm. your screen. And my manager could not do the one-on-ones with me because my screen was recorded in zoom (laughs) and uh like that 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 seems to be like a fix that they could have made so the manager could have seen what i was doing but whatever um they don't want to do that but it's just kind of it's like well how am i supposed to get the same level of training that you're giving this person over here if you're not even willing to try to see the zoomed screen like i i feel like if we are expected to do it then you should be expected to learn how we do it mm-hmm. uh-huh. um, but right, see, you can't have it both ways you can't say yeah we 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 don't discriminate we hire everybody but not everybody works the same way yeah and this is and and this is like across the 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 field of like because even if you don't have a disability per se like this is the same kind of thing where you know kids learn differently or whatever mm-hmm. like n- n- society needs to adapt to the fact that not everybody is the same mm-hmm. and regardless of it's whether it's a disability or just the way you know if you're a visual learner uh versus a um if you're a visual learner versus a, um, what do they call it when you, an audio uh, learner or whatever. Or kinesthetic, um, yeah. You know, I mean, th- these are things, you know, these are things that like we need to, we need to get on as like a society because mm-hmm. people are different. Like d- disability, no disability, people are different. Right. But society has brought everybody up to be like, you need to look normal. You need to do normal things. You need to mm-hmm. no don't stray from this path. You need to not go over here. Don't go over here. That's weird. Don't do that. That's weird. Don't do that. You mm-hmm. know, e- even to people without disabilities, like mm-hmm. you know, and then that gets into like different family dynamics, like you know, don't listen, don't listen to rock music. That's that that's weird. Don't do that. We don't do that in our family. I think, right. You know. Why are you dressing like that? That's not how everybody else in your age group dresses or whatever. Right. And, and I think that that puts restraint on on all of us that doesn't need to be there. Like, there's this debate on TikTok coming up about, like, if you're a certain age, you can't be dyeing your hair different colors, um, which I've always, that, yeah. I've always thought was stupid. Like, there was an instance where my mom was talking about how 
she and my sister were walking through Target, and she, um, she she pointed this Hello Kitty bag out to me. She goes, yeah, I thought that was so cute, but I mean, I'm 52 years old, you know, what am I going to be doing with a Hello Kitty backpack? I'm like, well, if you like it, Mom, you know, wear it, use it, you know, do something with it. And, um, and I got, you know, and I was telling her about it because I've always been like, it's not how old you are, it's how old you feel. And if that's something that speaks to you and you want it, get it. Why not get it? So you're not hurting anybody. Yeah. So she didn't get it. She didn't get it. So I got it for her for Christmas. I never once saw her use it. And it's like, she put that constraint on herself, but she liked it. It was something that spoke to her. It was part of her style. Because she liked it, but because her age said something to her about herself, like uh-huh. she didn't do it, and that's that's crap. Like we're afforded so little freedoms as supposedly a free society that when it comes to what you like and what you don't like, do what you like. Oh, well, I just yeah. remember. I remember as a kid, like my mom and my grandmother, you know, going through the women's magazines, and well, once you hit forty, we don't wear sparkly eyeshadow. Guess what? Yes, we do. <laughs> yes, um, we do. <laughs> <laughs> we we have we have red hair. We wear sparkly eyeshadow, and or if blue I, hair or purple hair, <laughs> and even though I wore it in the nineties, I'm going to wear it again. Or we never we stopped have, wearing it. <laughs> we have squishmallows on our bed. <laughs> I mean, you won't ever see me in overalls ever again. However. Um, I have like three pairs. However, Doc Martens, yes. (laughs) Okay, but then that brings up another thing, right? Because somebody said, again, on Blind Talk, um, they they made reference to presumptions on age because of how we look and then try to put themselves in a dichotomy that's above us, that's older, that's more adult, that's more sophisticated and refined. And that's another thing we need to stop doing, especially when it's woman on woman. Um, Uh Uh-huh. If you look young, it should be celebrated, not infantilized. Mm-hmm. If mm-hmm. you have a youthful spirit, it should be allowed to be youthful and not tampered down by someone else's mm-hmm. aged beliefs in society. It doesn't make you less wise. It doesn't make you less intelligent. It doesn't make you with um, less life experiences. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. And if you can... I... Sorry, God. Right. I was just going to say, if you can be that youthful... After having lived through some horrible life experience, good on you. Like, mm-hmm. you know, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna shame that. I'm gonna celebrate that. Yeah, I've always looked obviously I always looked very much younger than my age. I was getting carded in my thirties. I was getting like stalked in Vegas because I never and the three times that I was there I never looked like I was supposed to be on the casino floor. Um and but the thing that frustrated me about it the most was how people would speak to me. Um, being a woman already, you get talked down to, mm-hmm. and then being a woman who looks much younger than she is, I was constantly uh, being spoken down to or dismissed, um, even with my um, education level and my experience level. So, um, oftentimes. Uh, apparently, it's it's unusual to be a female graphic designer. I, I don't see how that's possible. Like half my class were girls. I don't I don't understand it. But I had many men come in uh, to the shop that I used to work at, and like immediately start to talk down to me or dismiss me altogether and speak to my male boss 
And no matter how many times he would try and point them in my direction as I was standing right next to him, they would continue to discuss graphics with him where he knew nothing of the subject. Mm -hmm. And it was like, hi, like, I know I look like a kid and I don't do any myself any favors by the way I dress. Um, And I don't, but I don't care. I should be able to wear whatever the hell I want. I like Mm -hmm. graphic t-shirts. I like hoodies. I like being comfortable. I like sneakers. I don't care, but that shouldn't be an excuse for you to speak in, in uh, disrespectfully or um, speak down to me. Like, I don't, I, I, I open my mouth and you should know right away that I know what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So ultimately, I would be a, um, or, um, I would whip out every technical term that I could think of. Just to, to show you know what you're talking about. Not only just to prove that, to, that I knew what I was talking about, but to knock them down a peg or two because they didn't even know half of what I was saying at mm-hmm. that point. Mm-hmm. So it's like, not only do I know what I'm talking about, but I know more than you. So sit down. <laughs> like, that's how I felt like I had to be mm-hmm. in order to get heard. Oh, yeah. My best friend, um, she used to work in the entertainment industry. She used to work in Vegas, actually, as a matter of fact, in, um, you know, ticketing and promotions and things like that. And she got told one day, oh, is it bring your daughter to work day? Where's your mom? And she looked him dead in the face and she's like, I don't know, somewhere in California? <laughs> like, you know, I'm in my 30s. I don't know what you're, you're tra- you know. And she got that kind of thing all the time because she was a younger looking person in, a younger looking woman in a male dominated field. Mm-hmm. Well, and Which makes it so much worse. <laughs> it's funny because when I used to do my YouTube channel, um, it was a tech channel and I would kind of make my voice a little more ambiguous. So a lot, a lot of my viewers thought that it was easier to believe that I was a young boy than a woman with like a deeper tone. Um, and I, it was kind of an interesting social experiment too because like I would see, like the girls knew right away, oh, that's a girl. But the guys were like, no, that is totally a guy. That is a, that is a, a kid. Because it's easier for them to take advice from another guy versus a girl. One of the guys I ended up being friends with out of that, he's like, well, I don't understand why you think you would have to, like, be ambiguous. And I'm like, well, do you not see my comments? Like, do you not see the things that I, like, guys want to believe that I'm a guy. Because it's easier for them to take tech advice from another guy than it would be to take it from a girl. It's it's so much about fitting in. I'm sick of fitting in. Like, mm-hmm. I have worked to fit in my entire life. There is a difference between fitting in and belonging. And I've always kind of looked for my com- community to belong to. And that really has never happened until I've met certain people in the blind community. Mm-hmm. Because when you're belonging, you're accepted for the the person that you are even if you're different from the person next to you yeah and that's exactly what um that's what we should be doing as a society in general like um and it's sad because i know for me like whenever i encounter like a positive acceptance sort of moment and it's like it's so surprising because Mm -hmm. it's so rare it's so rare yeah and like it's like oh okay i don't have to I don't have to perform. I don't have to try. Like I can just be. Right. Like, that's so that is that should not be rare. 
people should be accepted for their differences. And I mean, this is like such a global problem, like on so many different levels, race, mm-hmm. ethnicity, religion, like all those things, like every, every aspect of like humanity is like struggling with the idea of accepting a person for who they are and not trying to force them to fit into some sort of societal box. Right. Mm-hmm. No, like, it's not just us in the disabled community, although, you know, for us now, it, for us, it's it's prevalent because of our specific situation. But I also think it makes us more empathetic, I guess, to other people in, like, marginalized groups. That makes you know? sense. Yeah. Yeah. Because, like, while, like, as a, like, for example, as a white person, I will never understand what it is to be discriminated discriminated against from the color of my skin but i can empathize because like you know like being disabled or being a woman you know it's not the same but it you know like it makes you a little bit more empathetic a little bit more sympathetic a little less like oblivious to it you know what i mean right i know in our small community you can find acceptance just by being there by 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 letting people get to know you i don't have to be anything other than i am i don't have to change anything about me i don't have to mold anything about me to be accepted in this community there are still different people that are are totally different than i am listen to completely different music dress completely differently act completely differently but we still accept each other we still belong it's nothing but belonging in this community and i think that's a beautiful thing it is and it gets me so excited sometimes because i'll be scrolling tiktok and i'll be like oh my god that's a visually impaired person and they like this thing that i like and i'm like no way like for some reason it's such a shock to me still though Mm -hmm. that like i find you know like i scroll tiktok and find people that like the same types of things as me all the time that's what the for you page is about but like when they also are legally blind like it's just like holy crap cool yeah that's an added bonus i think that yeah and i i think that now like since i've been on tiktok um what gets me more than anything else is um something that i'll say resonating uh with somebody else who thought they were the only one i can't tell you how many people I can't tell you how many people have commented on videos of mine saying, oh my God, I'm a legally blind artist too, or I'm a visually impaired artist too. I I can't believe that you showed up on my For You page. I can't believe that I'm not the only person. I've never met anybody who is uh, a legally blind artist before. I've never, you know, seen this before. Like, and it's just so like overwhelming in a way because you're like, I just wanted to show you this cool thing that I did. Like, <laughs> you don't realize the impact that you could be having on people. And it's very, um, it's, very it's, it's awesome, but it's like a little overwhelming in a way because then you sort of feel like, okay, well, I got to keep going. I got to keep going for that person that thought that they were all by themselves, you know? And there was a time where I thought I was like an alien because I didn't know anybody else really like me and the the unique situation that i'm in with my eyes and my art and my life you know 
Yeah. I think that that's the beauty of, of this community, especially when you're scrolling and someone's like, okay, blind girl moment or, or blind people moment. This is what I did. Like, you know, like I was pouring coffee and I went to get the toast and put it in the other bed and put it in the toaster and I forgot that I left the door open and I whacked my head and da 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 da. Now I have this big old bump on my head and like it's such a blind moment, but it's so relatable. Mm-hmm. And then everybody's like, oh yeah, I've done that too. Oh my gosh, me too. Yep. And then you're like, oh my gosh, for the first time. Like people mm-hmm. get it. People people don't th- just think it's a clumsy accident or like me not paying attention. It's just a blind person moment. Or that you know, you know or or they don't just automatically feel bad for you. Like I I never, you know, I know I always use the wet floor signs as an example because I've been out with, you know, sighted people and with or without my cane it never fears they they attach themselves to me like a magnet the those signs do. And <laughs> And the response I get from sighted people that I'm with versus blind people that I'm with is just like the sighted people are like, ooh, and they get all cringy and like weird. And then like the blind people are like, oh, I did that before. I've talked to my dog and realized it was like a pillow or like a lump in the <laughs> in the bed. It's not the dog. She's in a completely different spot looking at me. Once I finally figure out where she is looking at me like I'm fucking insane. <laughs> because... <laughs> because i'm talking to a lump oh that's okay i've called i've called several of the kids honey before because they'll they'll sneak up behind me and like you know come you know and come and sit down next to me or something i'm like hey honey i'm like oh hi kid no you're not honey (laughs) i had ordered doordash once (laughs) and i was waiting by the door and a person came up and said, hello. And I said, hi, DoorDash. And they were like, no, it's me, your neighbor. The, like literally the person I speak to every day. Oh, and I realized oh, no. like a minute later as they got closer that they had their dog with them. But um, their dog is like a like a beige color. And so dogs that tend to be like similar colors to the sidewalk will blend in with the sidewalk until they're close enough or they move in a certain way and then I'll see them. But they'll be, you know, dogs are close to the ground. You're outside with them. The sun is blaring in my eyes. I didn't see the dog. I just saw a figure of a person. And I was, since I was waiting for DoorDash, I assumed it was DoorDash. And, and I was like, oh, <laughs> I was like, and I didn't see your dog at all. And I was like, luckily, I mean, he's run into me while I was doing mobility training. So he knew like, okay, this girl does not have good eyes. So he was like super nice about it, but it didn't change the fact that I felt like a complete idiot. <laughs> walking into stores and trying to figure out who's an employee and who's not oh my god even 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 in a store where they wear clear you know supposedly clear indicators that they're of that store i'm like i i i think one time i put out a plea on twitter or facebook please if you're going to target don't wear red and khaki unless you work there because the blind (laughs) people are gonna come up to you it's so true like when me and annabelle were in the airport trying to find somebody to help us um, find the carousel where our luggage would be. It's like, does that guy have a, that guy looks like a security guy. No, 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 no. He just has a bit like a badge thing on his shirt. Is that guy a security guy? <laughs> it's like a game of, um, it's like a guessing game. It's, it's called who can... works here. Yeah. Guess the employee. Right. <laughs> it's like, it's like, um, what was that game? What was that game from when you were a kid? I don't know if you guys ever played it because it is kind of a visual game, but it's got like the different people. Guess who? The different people's face. Yes, guess who? That's what I feel like. Yeah. It's like yeah. playing guess who in real life. Does your employee have a specific uniform? Mm-hmm. <laughs>
we I think that what what clinched it was like I think we heard the walkie go off. I was like, oh, that walkie came went off with that guy. Oh yeah, yeah, he has like the vest on. Oh yeah, yeah, that guy. As we kept getting closer and closer, more things became indicative of somebody who works in the airport, and we were like, and then and then it becomes the exp- explanation of it all. Like we're standing there in front of carousels, and we're like, we don't know which carousel is ours because we can't read what's on said carousel. Yeah. And he was like, oh, it's this one right here. And there's this moment of like, you get embarrassed. You're literally standing in front of the carousel that you needed, asking where it is. It's it's just it's just kind of awkward I've done sometimes. That. I've done that with like bread and things or like meat. Hey, you know where's the chicken section? Oh, it's right here. Oh, whoops. Yeah. Okay, now now I feel dumb. It's a matter of blind spots. Mm-hmm. You know? Have you ever have you ever told somebody, um, in a, like a snarky way that you're legally blind or whatever to make them feel bad because of the way they reacted when you asked them? Because um, I all the time. I mean, yeah. no, I, I I haven't ever done that because I don't think that they would care. I just got so mad one time. I was at um like a pumpkin patch. Uh, was it last year? It was last year. We go every year with my, my, my sister, my mother, and my nieces. And so we go pumpkin picking, and they have, like, you know, like a concession stand with, like, lemonade and popcorn and all that stuff. So it was online, and I said, you know, can I have a pink lemonade? And he's like, there's one right there. And I said, where? Right there. And he keeps pointing. He's like, right there. And he was so nasty about it. Now, I feel like, okay, so I'm not wearing a sign on my forehead that says, I don't see well. And I wasn't uh, carrying my cane as an indicator, as you do. But there's obviously a reason why I'm not seeing what you're saying. So yeah. he just kept getting nastier and nastier. And he finally he goes, hello, it's right there. And I went, hello, I'm legally blind. So maybe we want to tone down the attitude. Mm-hmm. And he immediately was like, oh, my God, I'm so sorry. And he, like, ran around the counter and, like, walked me right over to, like, the table where there was, like, pre-prepared. Like, they kept, they made, like, extra cups, you know, so people could just pay and grab and go. Yeah. Okay. I was like, there's obviously a reason why I'm not seeing what you're pointing to. Look, I don't know how it's okay to say, hello, it's right there, before you get your ass up and show them where it's at. Like, mm-hmm. how is Think that Think in acceptable? your head whatever you want. But check your attitude. We're at a pumpkin patch. Sit down. You're in customer service. I'm not, like, embarrassed to say, hey, I don't see well, or hey, I'm legally blind. You know, I need help with this. It's not, that's not, that's never been a problem with me. It's part of my journey to acceptance is to be as vocal about it as I can. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, like, I'm not going to walk up and introduce myself and be like, hi, because I don't expect you to be a rude jerk. Yeah. The second I can't see what you're pointing to, you know? So, but when he, when he did that hello thing, it just kind of set me off. And in that moment, it was less about revealing myself as somebody who needed help than it was about making him feel bad about being a jerk. (laughs) But, and that's the thing though, like a lot of people just don't give a crap. They don't, they just, Mm -hmm. you can tell them and like, what does that even mean to them? Like, oh, you're blind. Okay. Well, Mm -hmm. like, where's your cane? Why aren't you holding a sign? Right. Why aren't you selling (laughs) shouting? Where's your handler? It's like, (laughs) oh, right. Where's your, Yeah. It, well, and I did. I had done a TikTok about that. Like, there was that video going around where, like, somebody asked if they had any donuts, and she's like, "Oh, it's right there, bitch!" Like, <laughs> I think about it all the time. All the time. When I see those, because it's like, okay, yeah, it's very funny because you think the average person is like dumb, and it's like, 
no what if they really genuinely can't see it like mm -hmm. I, that happened to me in taco bell yep. i was like and i was holding my cane and i was like you know um do you have whatever whatever and he was like well yeah and then they you know they automatically point to the menu and i was like i just held up my cane i was like i can't read that and i held it up and he was like oh and you like you you could tell like their whole demeanor changes they feel so stupid Look, but I, like nobody considers that initially you know they always have to be shamed into into that moment of of real realization well it just goes to show how little blindness is thought about mm -hmm. in society mm -hmm. like if they are willing to be rude and to be petty mm -hmm. before they're yep. willing to be helpful and maybe take into consideration the person standing before them does not see as they do. It just goes to show how little blindness is thought about in society. Yeah. And like, God forbid, whoever commented on one of those quote unquote funny videos where like, you know, hey, do you have any donuts? And there's donuts like all behind him. Mm-hmm. Um, like, God forbid you ever said, you know, hey, you know, this isn't funny to me because I'm blind or whatever. Oh, you're being too sensitive. It's just yep. a joke. This mm -hmm. goes back to why I have an issue with, like, blind jokes, so to speak. Like, it's one thing if we're all, like, amongst each other where we know the stigma on being blind. If we're, we're all in the same room, we all understand what the joke is and we're laughing along with the person who's telling it. Mm -hmm. More often than not, these blind comedians are getting laughs because people are laughing at blindness as a whole. And people should not be able to laugh at what they don't understand. Mm-hmm. It's like, um, you know, that Channing Tatum, you know, that movie Dog. There's a, you know, he's bringing this dog cross country uh, for what, you know, to, to go to another uh, soldier's funeral or whatever. Because it was like a military dog. And there's a scene. Now, I didn't watch the movie, but I saw the scene in a, in a trailer and I said, nope. Uh, where he pretends to be blind in order to get the dog into a hotel. Mm-hmm. And I thought, now, mind you, I didn't see this and go, ah, rah, rah. like, I didn't go, go off the deep end and get so angry. But at the same time, I'm like, I feel like if this was any other disability, it would be in such poor taste that it wouldn't even have been done in the first place. Mm -hmm. But for some reason, it's acceptable for this man to walk in with sunglasses and a cane, which I don't know where the hell he got the cane from all of a sudden. <laughs> right with the dog and trip and, and 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 then and then in the scene he falls and the glasses come off and i don't know he does something that that reveals himself as being able to see and he's the you know the pretty girl see you know helps him up and he's like it's a miracle i can see or whatever and it's supposed to be so funny and it's like does any no not one person went like that wasn't cringe for anybody just I'm like you know, but I I didn't say anything about it on like a public forum because I'd be accused of being too sensitive. Mm -hmm. Yeah, um, it's not that we're too sensitive. I I really honestly don't think that it's us being sensitive. It's that you don't like that we pointed out your insensitivity. Mm -hmm. You should be allowed to point out things that don't sit right with you, without it getting kind of. Um, like diminished by being called sensitive right yeah now there was a time where there was people that would make fun of being deaf and every once in a while you would see like somebody like 
pretending to sign and flailing their hands around and stuff. But like, you know, when you see something like that, you know that is in poor taste and it's becoming much less prevalent Mm -hmm. than it used to be. Yeah, But I don't see any, um, like, I don't see that same energy being put towards blindness. Yeah. I just don't. I didn't, and, and, you know, I would love to be proved wrong. I would love to say that people are becoming more aware of it. You know, you don't, you know, that there's this whole thing of, well, why don't they hire autistic people to play autistic roles? And they're, you know, they're starting to do that. You're seeing more, um, more, uh, positive and more, um, accurate representation of autism um obviously you would never hire someone who wasn't down syndrome to play a down syndrome character but you are seeing more people with down syndrome in the entertainment industry Mm -hmm. um you know it's a long road ahead for everybody with any kind of a disability but it's just like you kind of go how is this still okay like why are we still able to represent blindness in such a way and make it comedic like that and like everybody's just supposed to be like huh Oh, well. It, it also has to do with the fact that there are blind entertainers who could be giving their platform, uh, giving voice to this on their platform, and they don't. They don't speak out because a lot of them are older or yeah. they, they just they don't want to bother. They don't want to rock the boat because they've already made it. In the case of people like, um, like Ray Charles, for example, or uh, Stevie Wonder, you know, they represent one very specific type of blindness. And what we're always saying is blindness is a spectrum. Um, I don't think that any of us with partial sight have ever seen ourselves represented. No, not at all. And and, um, and not to take away from somebody who has little to no sight, but that that's part of the reason why people automatically assume when we say, hey, you know, I'm legally blind. I mean, this is something that I've now come across on a regular basis in my TikToks because my kind of tagline is it's your favorite legally blind artist or i'm a legally blind artist and they miss that legally or they don't understand it at all that that and they see they hear blind and they go "Mm." it's like there's no there's no middle ground because nobody's ever seen it it's not represented Mm -mm, at all Mm -mm. it's all or nothing yes in the media and it's like wow it's like it's like an uphill battle because it's like people are really confused about it and even the people who are just genuinely like i don't get it yeah like like how do you and one way i'm like how do you not get it and then the other way i'm like of course you don't get it like we have zero representation as as a partially sighted or partially blind or legally blind however you want to phrase it like, we have zero representation. Yeah, absolutely. Not even all representations of total blindness are accurate. Mm-hmm. It's disheartening. Because no matter how much we, you know, bellow that blindness is a spectrum, what does that even mean to somebody who never considered blindness to begin with? Right. And sometimes I feel like we're only... We say blindness is a spectrum so much... And sometimes I think we're the only ones that actually hear it. Right. Well, that's why <laughs> That's why I did my little drawing. Um, and I felt in the time that I did that one uh, TikTok where I actually drew the spectrum. And is it the, like perfectly accurate? No, it's probably not. I think that I could actually update it um, because I'm learning. 
I've just recently learned the difference between visually impaired, low vision, and legally blind in terms of where you fall, like, in your visual acuity. Mm-hmm. I literally Googled it myself because I was like, you know, I wonder what those other numbers look like. And I, I wanted to know. If I'm going to talk about something, I think I should be as knowledgeable as possible on the subject. And I'm no expert. I only know from my own experiences and those of the people that I've met over the last year. So... I think that it could do with some updating, but I did find that a lot of people were like, oh, because of that, that, that video. And I was just like, okay, I finally got somewhere. I finally reached something. And then the other, the other phrase that I've been using lately, which again is not 100% perfectly accurate, but I say legal blindness is not the same as total blindness. But it's an uphill battle and it's going to take time. And I think that it's really fortunate that there's so many of us now, especially on TikTok. I just, I feel like every day I've, I've come across a new, a new blind talker. Um, I yeah. think it's really kind of cool because I think there were like four of them when I first started TikTok. Well, and that's, that goes back to the whole social media thing. Like, you know, when I was primarily on Instagram, sometimes I would post about, you know, blindness things, but there, it was crickets there. I, I couldn't find any other, you know, visually impaired people, blind people on Instagram. And I, I know they were there, but mm. they weren't being showed to me. Going on TikTok, that's the first time I ever saw blind people take control of a platform. Like, that's when I saw mm-hmm. multiple blind creators that were being brought to me that I didn't see, seek out. They're being brought to my front page, my For You page, and I was able to see that there was a community here. I have never seen that anywhere else. And it's mm-hmm. and I've never talked about it anywhere else because, like, yeah, sure, you'll see me, you'll see my videos and whatnot, but it doesn't give you a good understanding of what blindness is. I'm only one blind person. And if you don't, if, like, if, if you don't think I have a charisma which would make you want to follow me, then that one interaction with me is all you'll get. But when you see a community of capable, talented, artistic, beautiful, educated, blind people, you have to take notice. Mm-hmm. And that's and that's the amazing that's the amazing thing, and that's why I think that fighting back with TikTok, trying to suppress <clears throat> certain content um, from disabled creators, is so important because where we people are taking notice is it like the slowest snail of a process ever and are you constantly being knocked back because of somebody's stupid comments where they just don't get it or they're accusing you of faking it because they don't get it yeah but I, I can't tell you how many people genuinely ask me and when I genuinely give them the information they're like wow I had no idea and it's like okay I'm following you now because this is interesting to me. I don't just have blind followers. I mm-hmm. have. I would say that the majority of my followers are sighted mm-hmm. because they are learning something from me. Now, again, that was not my intention coming onto this platform, but I'm here for it. So it, it's it's a lot of work, but yeah, I mean, it's it's important that we don't let TikTok or any other platform silence us because yeah. we are. We are the representation at this point. We're the representation that we need. 
Yeah. And I think it irritates me most because they say, oh, well, we're only doing this so you don't get bullied, which is the same thing they do when they suppress um, people in larger bodies. Mm -hmm. uh, oh, we're doing this so you don't get bullied. Are you? No, you're not. It, there's nothing that they can do to stop the bullying unless they actually start terminating accounts of people who are bullying. Because this even, is if, even if I was skinny, fully sighted, uh, whatever, there would be something somebody would bully me about. Like a person who's going to bully is going to bully. And, 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 you know, as somebody who grew up relatively normal... Um, in terms of like, I didn't, I wasn't considered disabled. I didn't really have, I mean, I had some vision problems, but they weren't really being um, addressed properly by, you know, doctors and things like that. That's a whole nother story. Um, you know, I mean, like it, it didn't affect my ability to do all that much. Um, so that wasn't something that was a target for anybody. I was still picked on like crazy. I was picked on because I was nice to kids that were more bullied than I was. Mm -hmm. I was nice. I was picked on for picking, sticking up for those kids. I was picked on because I was sensitive and um, he's emotional, and so they saw a target there. Mm -hmm. Like, there's always if something. if you're gonna bully, there's gonna be something to bully. Mm -hmm. I mean, the I bully don't... will always find a way to bully. So, Ooh. I'd rather someone come for me because of my eye, my eyes, my visual situation because. I'm a grown woman with an education. I will come right back at you. You're not going to scare me like that. You're not, I'm not going to sit down and take it. So instead of trying to protect me from what you think that is going to happen, how is about fixing the things that are actually already happening? When you take away our hashtags, when you take away our ability to say the word, that the words that define our disability, that is suppression. That mm -hmm. is not trying to keep us safe that is not trying to protect a marginalized group or whatever, that is suppression. Mm -hmm. If we are coming to you to say that, that your terms of service are suppressing us and you do nothing, then you're you know, culpable in suppressing a group that needs to be you know, out there, that needs to be allowed to grow and to be seen on your platform. Uh -huh. Because we are the only ones, we are the only media that is correctly representing blindness. Because yeah. we can't depend on film and television to do it, we have to depend on social media. And I'll say uh -huh. it time and time and time again, we are the representation we should be seeing on, on larger platforms. Uh -huh. You know, we are the, the different stages of blindness, we are different conditions. You know, we are the spectrum of blindness. And until film and television want to start recognizing it, we have got to be allowed to educate. Yep. And just to be. Like I said, I never intended to be an educator of the blind, of the blind and legally blind community when I started this. I just wanted to be like, hey, this is me. This is what I can do, even though I have this going on. Mm -hmm. and that was supposed to be it like that was the entire intention yeah. of, of my joining tiktok i kind of felt compelled to be more than that because of the response that i got the negative and the positive don't underestimate the power of a negative comment on <laughs> social media because it pushes you to address 
a situation that I'm sure more than just that one person that made that rude or obnoxious comment, Mm -hmm. you know, is thinking and gives you an opportunity to say, hey, this is not okay. And if you think like this, you need to change the way you're thinking. And it gives you an opportunity to reach even more people. And that's something I think all of us have have had some experience with, whether we thought we would have that or not, where people are like, oh, well, I didn't know this. Let's, you know, let me, let me be educated. Let me, you know, I I didn't know about blind people. I didn't know this existed or this was a thing. Mm -hmm. And just to clarify, I mean, uh, and I say this all the time on TikTok as well, but like, I think it's important for people to realize that we don't expect you to know everything off the bat. We've made it pretty clear that representation is lacking. And so we understand that you're not going to know, but there is like a right and a wrong way to ask us questions as there there is for anybody. Anything. There is a right and wrong way to communicate with somebody when you don't understand something. Um, I'm still really confused about the whole people thinking blind people are faking blindness. I'm like, why would... Why, why, why would somebody do that? I mean, I guess being, being legally blind, I don't understand why. Well, there are people I, who do it for comedy and stupidity, but, like, I don't understand where they think it's going to get them in life, faking blindness. Right. I mean, and, like, I get, I've gotten it quite a few times now, and I just, I, I kind of, it still kind of irks me because I'm like, I don't have that many followers. Like, what right. like it's not like, I was like, if, Okay, so like, okay, so say I'm I'm faking legal being legally blind for TikTok fame. Well, um, I'm failing miserably then because I like in the grand scheme of the TikTok world, I am nowhere near, uh, you know, viral or anything like that. Yeah. Um, and like you know, I've I've seen on other people's, um, TikToks, somebody was told that they were faking being blind. For the perks. perks. I'm trying to figure out what the perks were. I was going to say, I'm sorry, there are perks because clearly I have been missing out. Well, you know, it really kind of bugs me because people are like, oh, what are the perks of being totally blind, or, of blindness for you? As we go, we get into state parks. That's not a freaking perk. No, because we can't get there. how am i supposed to go to the redwoods like like yeah i've always wanted to go to uh you know um yosemite or whatever like how am i freaking getting there like like you don't need to wait in line in disneyland you get a fast pass well so does everybody else now bitch so what like there are no perks there are no advantages and let me just before i forget let me just go back to the whole faking blind right you can tell when someone is faking blind because they always tend to fake total blindness because that is all that media represents mm-hmm. and not even accurately. And I think, too, a lot of the people who are on this faking blindness, they're the people that are like, oh, they're just faking it to get a check from the government. Here, take my check from the government. Take See my if you can $2 live on that. an hour check from the government. Not only that, but like, you have to prove... You have to go through a, a lot of hoops to prove that not only that you are blind um, or, you know, legally blind, but that your condition cannot be fixed. Right. Um, so somebody I know basically woke up one day and couldn't see. And she was denied Social Security disability. Ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it might be because she's on treatments to recover some of her vision. 
she didn't like, even go to the she didn't even go to the um to the you know social security deemed doctor yet like the, she, they didn't even get her eye the mm-hmm. high doctor appointment and they already um denied her wow and it's like they make it like it's so easy I, I i said okay so like yeah i you know what i did get this really cool piece of equipment the cctv for free mm-hmm. but you don't need it <laughs> mm, I, I need it just to do things that you can do without it right this is not a perk this is a complication but what about the fact that all technology is priced out of our hands and mm-hmm. since the most that we get from the government is a check that literally it works out to being about two dollars and ten cents an hour or so we can't yeah. even afford it there's so many barriers to that technology I'm like still I'm still wondering like out there hey guys where's my perks <laughs> yeah I, I want to um, know where my perks are dirt money from the government is not a perk and a wonderful now now mind you i am extremely grateful for my cctv i i I, i've been practicing using it for smaller parts bits of art like rock painting and things that i like to do that are just impossible near impossible for me to do without it Mm -hmm. um but it's not a perk it is a an aid it is something that to help me like you don't need that like why what would you even freaking do with it like, it serves no purpose for someone who can see normally. Right. What would you want from that? Like, right. okay, I got my glasses. My glasses very, my glasses do very little for my, for my eyesight at this, stage of, at this stage of my condition. Like, they help a little bit with distance. Like, that's and it. A lot of voc rehabs and state medical and things like that won't even cover glasses, even if your condition is, you know either from birth or not like it doesn't matter mm-hmm. yes yeah, so i got very very lucky i was actually very surprised um that they were going to cover not one but two pairs of glasses and i was like wait what because i have paid upwards of 500 dollars for um for my glasses my since i started wearing them which i started wearing them when i was 15 mm-hmm. um and you know, in that time period, my, my, my prescription got stronger and my eyes got weaker and I continued to pay five, $600 every time. Um, to the point where, until uh, I got the glasses that I have um, now, um, I've had the same glasses for over, like the same frames for like over 10 years because it's just too expensive to change. It's like at the same time when you're wearing them every single day, it's like wearing the same shirt after every day. Like yeah. after a while, you want to, you need a change. And so it's, it's it's just stupid. One thing that that I do want to talk about too is the fact that when we do have a job and we're working alongside people, we literally have to invent hacks on the fly so that we can do our job and keep pace and all that kind of stuff. One of the things that I have been doing for years is using my phone as a CCTV if I didn't have. Um, a CCTV available to me and because sometimes we still get memos in regular print my manager would when she had time or when her lead would have time they'd be like here's you know this evening's drop this is essentially what it says and then they would move on but I would only get the gist I wouldn't get the whole thing so if I wanted to know everything that was in a memo I would literally have to take out my phone and read it and um, that's one of the things that you know, I told my manager right away, hey, I'm going to have my phone on the floor. 
because I need to read. I need to be able to read. I need to be able to see far away. Um, if, you know, I don't have a watch or whatever to look at the clock and make sure I'm getting my break. And there were a lot of things where um, the phone just came in super handy. I actually got her to email me memos so that I could listen to the voiceover um, read me the memo. I never had a problem because I would explain to them and show them how I use my phone to aid in with my visual, my vision loss. The only place that ever really was understood me having my phone out all the time was when I worked at Independent Living Center and, you know, was doing filing and stuff. And uh, one time the office manager's like, hey, you know, you're on your phone at the desk. I was like, oh no, I'm filing. And he kind of did a head tilt and I said, no, come here. And so I showed him and he was like, oh yeah, right, blind, because they'd forget. My job, I was just always expected to, quite, like I said, quote unquote, do the best I can. Um, and we would have these monthly meetings, you know, because I did work with people uh, with disabilities. We would have these monthly meetings. And one day when my supervisor decided that um, she was going to have us go around the room and read the paperwork for the meeting oh, aloud rather than her having to read all of it, which I mean, she a lot of times there was a lot of things that to read. So I kind of understand from the perspective of for her not have to stand there and read for two hours or whatever it was. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, again, it's just the, the lack of consideration for the situation. Like at that point I was, um, I was already known, like I, people knew that I was, you know, having uh, a deterioration in my eyesight and I had stopped driving at that point. And like, th- it was definitely known. Like, it wasn't like a huge secret or anything. And she calls on me and I said, I can't read this. So it had to be, not, so now, now it had to be made a spectacle of. Mm-hmm. And that, we're talking about like a room of 40 people. And I'm sitting there and she's, and she calls on me and I said, I, I can't read this. And she said, oh, that's right. I'm so sorry. Oh my God. And that's had to make a big deal about it. And I'm like, can you just like, just move on. Mm-hmm. Just move on. We would always go up and down the road or left to right every single time. And there was me and two other JAWS users, or I should say two JAWS users because I use Zoom. And they would still ask them to read. So one of the girls just flat out said no which is understandable. And then there was a guy and he was like, okay, like he didn't feel comfortable saying no. So he would literally listen to his Jaws reader, read it to him. And then he would repeat. And that's how he would read aloud. And I'm like, really, did we really need to go through this? Do we really need to put him through that? Do we really need to put all three of us through that? Y'all know that we're visually impaired. Like we're part of your, you know, pilot program or whatever. Y'all know that we have an issue reading, um, why continue to put us through this? We need to be taught separately because we have a different way of absorbing material and of processing material than sighted people. And that's just what's so. Like, yes, there are different degrees of blindness, but all of us have challenges reading. And we, I know for me, I feel very ashamed and embarrassed if I feel I'm holding up the class because I'm trying to read something that is just too small. I think that it should be an adaptable thing like everything else. Like you you need to be able to gauge like what the individual person needs in that situation. Because again, since we're all different and we all have different levels of remaining sight, like what I need may be different from what you need. 
mm-hmm. and that should be okay like it shouldn't have to be like just the standard practice of like everyone in a room being thrown the same information in the same way and if they would just allow people to take in that information as as helpful for them they would have end up with better employees is there any t- point in time where you found something like on your job or maybe through tiktok that's been very like blind hack friendly for you on a job or in life or anything like that is it weird to say that this hack came from my seven-year-old niece who is fully sighted um she noticed that i was trying to read stuff read the menu with my phone and she said aunt marianne why don't you just take a picture of the menu and then you can just zoom in on the picture i never <laughs> thought of that it's so sad that i never thought of that and 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 to be the littlest person at that table just logic and to be the only person to notice that not only was i doing this something a certain way but that i was having a hard time with it mm-hmm. <laughs> and i looked at her and i said you know what thank you i said that is an actually a really good idea and i do that now every time i'm i'm using a menu anytime i'm trying to read a document or anything that i don't have access to my cctv or i don't feel like using it because i'm in, in a different space or where i'm not home um i do that now there's an app called speechify and i don't have much experience with it because i i haven't downloaded but i haven't used it because lazy but um i think it's supposed to turn any document into um speech it'll read like anything so that's an ocr app basically it's, yeah yeah that's really cool um and i have a makeup hack uh, makeup hack but it's it's mine if you want that sure go for it um so i love eye makeup i love doing like i like fun eyeshadows and eyeliner um but obviously you know with my eyes changing it's becoming a little harder to see um so my thing that i do is i put the eye makeup on the, to the best of my ability and then i take either like a makeup remover wipe or like a a baby wipe or whatever i have right and i wipe around my eye in the areas that the makeup doesn't belong so even if i can't tell if i got makeup in places it doesn't belong the wipe will wipe away any possible oopsies that's good because I know I tend to, and, and now they're coming out with it. I don't know, you know, who got in my head, but I used to use um, washi tape or, you know, or just some kind of tape. And I would tape along the edge of my eye on the, on the outer corner to know where I wanted that eyeshadow wow. to stop. Mm-hmm. Or one of that line, or if I was gonna try to do a, if I was gonna try to do a winged eyeliner, uh, <clears throat> but uh, and that always that always worked because I it catches the fallout of the the eye makeup that you know falls out off your eye, or it also keeps you from putting it where it doesn't belong. So apparently now they sell tape for that, <laughs> or they. See, I don't have... know about adhesive. My skin is really sensitive, so I'd be afraid to do that. I can only um, use paper. paper tape that's the only thing I can use yeah like yeah I don't know like yeah but um because our friend Natalie um is a big fan of makeup but she you know she her her um her vision like she is she's got a very she's very short-sighted so Mm -hmm. it's really hard for her and she gets frustrated and I was like just have those wipes available if Mm -hmm. you think you got something where it doesn't belong you just try and the other thing is um so I like a fade in my eyeshadow, mm-hmm. but it's hard for me to see if I got it. I use um, 
my foundation that's I put on foundation last and the last places I wipe are like the upper lid to kind of create that fade without actually having to see if it's there. You just can feel where you're putting the the sponge and it kind of, you use the concealer or the foundation to kind of wipe away that harsh line that might be at the top of the lid. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's kind of how they do a cut crease anyways with the, with the concealer that way. Mm-hmm. So, so that's something that's really I've always cool. done. That's something I've always done. And um, like when I could see doing it, <laughs> mm-hmm. but it's, it's good whether you can see or not, cause you can feel where you're putting the sponge, you know? So it's like, um, you know, because I, I, I mean, I have to be like, in the mirror mm-hmm. but you can only be so close when you're holding a pencil or a yeah <laughs> you know like you can't get as close when you're holding the things that you, so you have to kind of put it on and then stick your face in the mirror and look so i have these like little ways that i kind of keep things as neat as possible now are they perfectly even probably not but i think i'm still doing okay according to other people unless they're lying to me <laughs> so I was- have you ever considered using your cctv mm-hmm. to put on your makeup it doesn't i've tried that it doesn't it, i don't know it, there's something with it like using the cctv or using the phone that it just it doesn't it's that camera to face to reality like that lag tra- translation it's like <clears throat> like yeah it's it's um it's is it doable probably but it's not in like the way first of all it's like not flipped the same way as a mirror is like it's not mirrored it's like it's just i i mean it's is it doable yeah but it would probably take more practice than i have the patience for um but i mean i think it depends like um i mean i'm still working like getting used to the cctv just to like draw things mm-hmm. so i don't know if i'm ready to like stick my whole face in there yet i always but, wanted to try painting my nails under a cctv see that i think would work and i didn't even think about it until you said it because um, I've been using it for rock painting and rock, like drawing on rocks. So it's, oh, the, yeah. same, it's the same, uh, it's the same concept. I didn't even think of that until you just said it. I'm so going to do that. I remember. I wish I could get, do my toenails under it. But right? That, that would require some kind of contortionism on my part. <laughs> I, I remember going shopping. I think I was with you actually, Sasha, and we were messing with mirrors in a bed, bath and beyond. Yes. And there was this mirror, and granted, I think it was like $500, and I think that's why I didn't buy it. But it zoomed without distortion so much. And I have not been able to find that mirror since. Amazon? Mm Mm-mm. Tried tried Amazon. I tried Bed Bath & Beyond again. Like, granted, I haven't gone in-store. Maybe that's a thing. But, like, I've tried Walmart. I've tried everywhere. And they want to sell you the the 10 times magnification mirrors, but those are so distorted and, yeah, and yeah. curved that it, it does it didn't do the same i swear this was like a screen almost oh, and, wow. but it zoomed so big and what you were looking at was what you were doing there was no you know flip-flopping of it like with the camera wow yeah i yeah because that's why i've never even considered a, a magnified mirror because like you said the distortion but if they really can come up with ones that are affordable and yet clear affordable that's that's the key thing if you're going to make a piece of technology that accessible then i feel like it should be financially accessible as well for people who need that 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 type of accessibility so i hope you guys have enjoyed this podcast marianne thanks for joining us today
No worries, anytime. And uh, we'll see you all next week. Thank you for listening to the podcast this week. We hope you enjoyed the show and look forward to seeing you next time. You can find us as Vision Magnified Official on TikTok and Instagram. And on Twitter as VMO Podcast. See you next time.